Welcome back to Secure the Bag. It is your host, Dom Karim, back with you again. Uh, This is our second episode, uh, which is absolutely bizarre. Didn't think we were going to have the amount of streams that we did have last week, but I am very, very fortunate to say that we had a fair few, and it makes me very excited for the future of this podcast. However, today... Uh, I sat down with Tricky, a DJ duo from Melbourne, um, who are killing it in the scene when the scene is alive, obviously at the moment, COVID, um, we're not performing as much, but they're still releasing music. So we wanted to give them a bit more of a platform to speak about their journey and uh, the culture of the Melbourne clubbing environment, their music. We talked a little bit about their influences. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast, guys. Tune in for the next about an hour and I'll see you on the other side. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This is um you guys are our second episode, which is pretty cool. It's exciting. It is pretty exciting. Um so first off, like I know who you are, a few other people probably also know who you are, but as much as you can without talking over each other, um introduce yourselves and who you are, both individually and as a duo um and then obviously what you do as well you want to go first ryan <laughs> yeah sure well <laughs> where i'm ryan and uh <laughs> that's patrick <laughs> and <laughs> we're a edm uh dj and production duo that you know we've been playing shows around melbourne and a couple in some other states and yeah just doing our thing yeah, which is, you yeah. know, not really a thing at the moment, but no, it not was. a thing at all at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so basically, I wanted to get you on to kind of delve into, you know, more of the, because you guys are obviously a duo, right? So that's, yeah. you know, vastly different to anything that I've really seen in a long time in terms of DJ duos. Like, I know there's a few big ones, like you've got your Rockefellers and um, orchestrated and stuff like that. But, um, how does that work? Just tell me. I just want to know everything. How does that even work? How does it, you know, obviously in terms of management and and, and um, booking gigs, you know, and also probably where you started. Let's start with that. Let's start with where you started, how where you got started. there, and then we'll go into the deep, the deep messy questions. Um, how we started was um, I was a DJ, like, first, and Ryan was a producer. And yeah. this was before we started, like, getting gigs or anything. Um, and I think we were just like out clubbing with our group of friends and somehow, I think I did your shot at the time and I think there was a new night that was opening up in Hawthorne and Ryan, um, Yeah, I knew, I knew one of the guys who was running it. So I kind of just said, oh yeah, I'm in a DJ duo with my friend just to try and like get Pat the gig. Yeah. And then the plan was Pat was going to DJ and I was just going to consume the free alcoholic beverages. Oh, yeah. And so that was kind of how it all started. (laughs) (laughs) Which Um, is like probably the most Australian starting of anything I've ever heard. Yeah, absolutely. And then it kind of got to a point where we were doing that a fair bit and someone said to us, if you want to be taken seriously as a duo, then both of you need a DJ. Right. in front of in front of a crowd of a a couple well, yeah a couple of people were there on this Friday night they just chucked me in the deep end and said off you go show us what you got and yeah that's that's how we kind of both started taking on both of the roles of 
you know, me being able to still show my face and DJ out in the clubs whilst also both of us then starting to work on making all the music as well. Yeah, that's that's like insane. It sounds pretty um, spontaneous, <laughs> which is like yeah. everything that I'm, I'm very a spontaneous person, as I said before to you as well. Um, so, you know, obviously like you would have started by yourself, Patrick, and then, you know, now you're in this duo. How does that even you know, work, like in terms of management sides and then like, you know, you just explained how you started booking gigs. Like, Ryan, you were basically like, let's book them. Um, you have no choice, essentially. But yeah. what are the what are the downsides to being a DJ duo and also the upsides too? Um, <laughs> They're both like... It's kind of hard because we don't know who, who's going to answer the question. <laughs> um. You go. Do you want to go? Okay, I'll go. I'll go. It's, uh, it's really good in the sense of like there's two people kind of working on everything. So yeah, I think yeah, it brings it, it just some, kind of lightens sorry. the load. Just to interrupt. I think it brings a lot of creativity as well, since there's mm. like two brains working at it. But yeah. yeah, there's two brains going and everything. So in that in that sense, it's it's really really beneficial. Um, and yeah, just the more, more people you have working on a project with the same goal in mind, just the easier everything comes off. Yeah. 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 So in that, in that sense, it's really good. Yeah. You can definitely like tell, especially when you start to delve in, cause you know, I've, I've been a bit of a stalker and I, I stalked all your stuff. Um, and obviously I've worked with you guys before and I know who you are, but I wanted to kind of look back on everything previously to when I knew you, um, and you can definitely see that there was such a shift. And this is probably when people started to tell you, like, you got to, to be taken seriously, you've got to start, you know, hustling a bit more. Um, you can see such a big shift in the way that you guys have even presented yourselves and, and carried yourselves. And obviously you guys are now managed as well. Yeah. Um, has that been such a big contrast in terms of like, okay, now someone is managing us and being like, we're trying to get you the gigs instead of you guys getting them yourselves. Is it easier, harder? Like, yeah, well, that that kind of came about really spontaneously as well, which is <laughs> yeah, every, everything just kind of falls into place. Yeah. Um. But yeah, again, it's just like when it was just the two of us kind of working together. Now there's three of us working together, and then when we jumped on with Jump as well, obviously they've got the whole team there kind of helping us out. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so, like, is it any easier or is it, you know, it's obviously a completely different um, world, especially when you're getting managed because you essentially now are the talent. Like, you were always the talent, but you were managing yourselves. And now yeah. having someone else to deal with that, is there any difficulty yeah, in that? Or more time to focus just on the music and all of that yeah. stuff um, without having to worry about everything else that comes with, you know, being a brand. Yeah, which is, you know, one of those things. Um, but, yeah, which is which is really cool. Jackson had a lot of questions, but I know that if I sit here and I ask all the questions that he asked, you can probably know what they are. Uh, <laughs> I think they were along the lines of best manager, best club in Melbourne. Um, <laughs> it was pretty much, you know, all of those kind of questions. I think he's expecting you guys to answer it in his favour, but um, <laughs> we'll leave that up to him to guess. Um, but, yeah, so kind of um, in terms of obviously your career so far, like 
Have you had any major losses? I know obviously COVID at the moment is a big loss for a lot of us artists. Um, but aside from that, because um, we'll get to that probably later, um, yeah. what has been a big probably like milestone loss? I know that sounds bizarre, but a big loss that kind of shifted you into a different trajectory that's gone, okay, let's let's push this harder and has gotten you to where you are today. Big loss. Um, I don't hmm. think we've had like a really big loss. Damn. We, yeah, we can't. We've kind of played everything really, really safe. Yeah. Um, in that sense, just yeah, big, big loss. Ooh. The only loss I can think of is our like first gig that we got. Uh, yeah, our, our first gig that we got. Um, well, the first gig we got booked for. We yeah. not enough people showed up because we were playing um. in the side room. And so they didn't open the side room. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that, oh. yeah, that was actually, that's a good point. That was a really that big was, loss. Yeah. But that just made us really try and hustle a lot more to make mm. sure that that kind of thing didn't happen again. Yeah. yeah and you were in, more in the main room than the side, depending on what yeah. time of night, obviously. Um, well, I was expecting a bit more of <laughs> some, well, sorry, something a sorry bit Sorry to let you down that, there. <laughs> but no, it's okay. Like, it's, no, it's good because, um, you know, obviously I'm not a DJ as much as I would love to be. Um, I don't know how these things work, so that's why I'm talking to you about them. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, obviously, you know, if you have, have had minimal losses, how have you pushed yourself to be where you are now and obviously, like, where you foresee yourself in the future? Do you want to go, Pat? <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Uh, I'd say just, like, keeping yourself positive, like, um, taking what, like, the mistakes that you've had and learn from them. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even though there hasn't really been, like, any major points that we could put down yeah. as a loss, it's kind of everything we do, we always try and do it better than what it was before so yeah. even if even if there hasn't been a certain point that it's like nah that was that was bad you know we still try and even do even better on the things that we did well i guess so that's what kind of really pushes us to keep growing and Ooh. keep doing better yeah which is like definitely ideal like you definitely want to have something that's kind of you know the fire that burns you so you know, you're just continuously going you're never stopping um yeah but in saying yeah. that like obviously your career as much as we hate to I know I hate thinking about it you're like oh it's my career but I hate thinking about it as my career but it's this weird thing (laughs) um what has been the you know most defining success moment that you've had so far like honestly big or small whatever it was like what was the really the moment where you were like fuck yeah like we're doing this for the long haul we're in it to win it kind of thing seeing our first tour come together just our first um victorian one yeah um that would we put together with jackson yeah uh and then he said that was just meant to be a few regional shows and like all the main main nights in melbourne yeah and then he really started pushing for interstate gigs and then as soon as they started getting locked in i think we both sort of looked at each other and was like okay here we go this is (laughs) This this could be all right. So that was that was yeah about a year ago that um, was it a year ago, Pat? That like right now that we started that tour. Um, I think it was about a year ago. About Maybe a year like ago, yeah, half a year. So it ago. was yeah, it was really then that it was a bit like 
this is a lot bigger than it was, yeah we kind of realized where we were and yeah. where we sat and w- what could be possible yeah yeah because obviously the market of um djs obviously because we both work in the club scene you know there's always there's always a surplus of djs you know um yeah. so like i feel like the biggest you know challenge as you know, a DJ or even a musician at the moment is setting yourself apart from everyone else. And I feel like you guys, even though there are some big name duos, um, you know, you guys have started to set yourself apart from the rest and you have a very unique marketing strategy as well as like unique music as well, which in EDM can be quite hard to like nail that down. But I think you guys have yeah. started to really Ooh. fine tune out. Oh, like, no worries. Um, <laughs> really started to fine tune, you know, where you want to see yourselves, where you guys sit, you know, I feel like you guys have a lot more of a, a fun, like vibe to you, like, which is definitely probably what you're going for, but that's what I see it as. Whereas, you know, I feel like a lot of other DJ duos, besides obviously the Rockefellers, are very like serious. You know, their marketing is yeah. super serious. They're super hard and 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 cut. Whereas you guys have gone, you know what? We started this spontaneously. We started this as fun. Um, we still want to carry that brand. Is that kind of the idea behind your marketing there, or? Yeah, we're just just here to enjoy the ride, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in in terms of our music, we do take a lot of influence from like the main, the major, like main stage European Ooh. festival sort of music. Yeah, nice. Um, so having that sort of thinking a lot more globally yeah. in terms of our influences, instead of just kind of following um, a lot of the Melbourne sort of what you could classify as just like Melbourne music. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has, has been like, you know, a way for us to kind of stand ourselves apart Yeah. Uh, in, in that sense. Um, we, we did have a good chat about our um, branding and what we wanted to look like and our visual appearance and stuff um, at the start of this year. It's good that that's kind of coming across. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely looking, um, you know, more cut and concise in terms of you know how how everything is definitely being portrayed on the internet. Obviously, like, you know, they're two different things, real life and internet. But I think you guys like reflect your your brand and your personalities through the you know the internet as well as when you're in person so it's not like you're getting two different things it's like oh like yeah that's tricky that's who they are you know yeah which i don't think we actually said <laughs> what your name is up until now but uh yeah so we're tricky. <laughs> <laughs> um it's a definitely a learning experience this podcast but yeah so yeah it's really good to see and you know i have a very fine-tuned eye for um marketing and and obviously online perception and that's just come across as like a really standout for you guys as well, um, which is something you should be really proud about, um, especially being pretty fresh in the game and, and new to it, even though you're probably not, but like, you know, especially with the tours, you know, you are essentially the fresh meat in the industry at the moment. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but in terms of you said like the big stage and, you know, your European festivals and something like that, uh, do you see yourself doing some festivals like that globally and like internationally? Hopefully. That's a goal. <laughs> that's, that's a goal. That's, that's the major goal. Yeah. Um, 
without without getting too down on it, I was actually meant to be going to Europe for all the major festivals this year, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> we all just start crying, like... Yeah, uh, big European adventures down the toilet, but... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we can all say... I don't I don't know if you guys, because I haven't actually asked, asked yet, but um, COVID has definitely been such a, a turning point and such a learning experience. Like, you know, I... You know, Pat, you listened to the... Not Pat, Ryan, sorry. Ryan, you listened to the podcast previously and you might have listened to yeah. it too, Pat. Um, you know, rather than looking at COVID from a negative standpoint, I feel like, you know, I've a lot of businesses have learned so much about themselves and it actually has given us time to be a bit more creative and, and delve into something and fine-tune it a lot more than what we had previously because, you know, obviously we work day jobs, you know, we we also have nightlife that we have to work out as well. So we don't get a lot of time to actually sit down and, and just think. Um, yeah. And so in yeah. this, the, the, like these six months, you know, obviously you're still making music, um, but have you noticed a big change in your creative outlet or have you struggled or what, what um, adaptions have you made to, you know, kind of, combat covid as medically weird as that sounds but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i think i think everyone's been doing a bit of soul searching um through this period just like yeah as you said all of us working day jobs and then um staying up all night doing the <laughs> nightlife thing yeah we you never we never really ever had time to kind of stop and reflect and kind of think about where we wanted to be and everything like that it's just always been just go 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 i'm sure you're the same yeah um so yeah I, th I think it's been good in that sense to try and just kind of slow down for a sec and just make sure everything that we're getting out of it is everything that we wanted out of it um yeah, yeah. so yeah I, that, that's been a good thing and then just kind of making sure we just stay on top of the grind and yeah we're making heaps of music mm. i saw that you just, just released a new remix um last week as well which is seemed to Get a little bit of traction, which is nice. Yeah, it's going well. We're doing though We're trying to do those every fortnight at the moment. Yeah, um, set the goal to kind of because there isn't really many goals externally at the moment. Just setting our own to stay on top of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just making sure we're also really set up for as, as soon as shows and stuff do come back. Um, we've got a kind of plan of attack ready to go. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely like, especially for when like live music and, and all our clubs go back. Like, I mean, I'm anticipating it's going to be busy. I feel like you guys are also anticipating it's going to be busy. Like, for example, look at Perth. Perth is booming. Don't know yeah. why, but I'm very jealous of Perth at the moment. But, yeah. you know, it's it would be um, naive to not be prepared for whatever happens after this COVID situation ends. Yeah, exactly right. And I think like the the people who are genuinely interested in doing well in our sort of industry mm. have all been preparing for that to come back. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely agree. We're all hanging out for it. Like it's just bizarre to think, you know, this time last year, I think it was what? Yeah, this literally this time last year, we would have been <laughs> at billboards all within yeah. our life. Um <laughs> And yeah. 
you know, it was the grand final weekend. You know, I'm pretty sure Billboards was packed that weekend. Oh, it would have been absolutely. From what I saw. Um, I think everywhere would have been packed. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just insane to think of those numbers, you know, especially when we've been trapped inside and confined to seeing, you know, just our family or, for example, when we could see more than one person, it, it'd be, you know, five, ten people, not even. Um so it's just, you know, scary to think that we would be coming back, but I'm excited. So I hope you're excited too. We're so excited. So <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's ready to like start scanning drinks again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, it's perks of the business, I guess, but I don't think I've been <laughs> as well rested as I have ever been since starting this business um, than right now. So, you know, I'm excited to have four hours of sleep again. I'm so excited. <laughs> that Red Bull hits different at 4 a.m. for sure. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, we've covered a lot of things already. Um, so I'm kind of a bit lost. How are you going with everything? <laughs> and it turns into a, a different podcast. <laughs> Ryan is now the host. Um, yeah, I mean... As I said before, like adapting has been like my biggest thing during, you know, these six months because I haven't been working like up until probably about middle of August, like I didn't have a job at all. So I was only doing Pulse as much as I could, you know, spending yeah. all my money on, on costumes and, and, you know, paying dancers and, and making sure that we're getting venues to do live streams and like it's just completely different world like I think I kind of have a bit more of a greater appreciation for people who have run events now because you yeah. know trying to put together to do that as well yeah well yeah, yeah. I, I would love to do the live streams and stuff yeah yeah it was it was just bizarre like you know trying to put it all together I was like you know I'm a very organized person um <laughs> and I was like damn this is like a lot of hard work and I knew it was hard work but now I have a bit more of a greater appreciation for you know our, our head hosts and, and promoters and club owners yeah, where, yeah. you know, even though I was doing probably 1% of the work, um, <laughs> you know, it's still, <clears throat> you're dealing with, you know, viewers rather than guests, you know, you want to find a new market where people like actually want to watch your live stream back when Facebook live streams could be a thing. And now they're not, unfortunately. Um, now they can it. Yeah. Completely candid, which is a shame because we had some really big opportunities. Um, well, big events, they're not opportunities, they're a thing. Um, big events coming up for the next mm. couple of, um, well, I guess the next two months for Facebook live streams. But now we just have to shift our platform, which is another adapting thing. So lovely. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But other than that, like, you know, I feel like definitely like like what you were saying because I have so much time to focus on my own individual brand. You know, I'm across so many things at the moment. You know, it's like I'm not only developing my dancers and, and Pulse as a brand, but I'm also developing myself as a brand. And then, you know, this – randomly just happened one day and so you know it's i'm very grateful for everything that has happened during covid besides the money situation um yeah so i definitely mm. definitely coming out of covid a very different dom and very different pulse but still pulse but just a little bit different i think a little bit more shiny i would say <laughs> yeah i i definitely agree like as i was saying before about just kind of slowing down and thinking about yourself it's 
you know, I think everyone might be a little bit, little bit different, a little bit happier. Maybe yeah, when I things come so. back. Yeah, I'm, hopefully. I'm definitely a little bit um, more centered within myself because, like, you know, I, yeah. I started this whole, you know, Pulse Entertainment thing um, like a year ago in April. So, you know, I was pretty, I was thrown in the deep end pretty fast. Um, I don't think a, a lot of people realize, but I started the company a week before. I was then thrown into Love Machine and oh, yeah, it was, it was a really big shift and I was like, you know, at the time, definitely not ready for it, but I sold, I sold it. So <laughs> I got the gig. Um, That's the best way to do it. Yeah. So were I, you, I, were you dancing for another company before that? Or? No, I was, I was working for booths um, at Love Machine and then, yeah, you know, I wanted to dance and you know, I just wanted to dance. I just wanted to let them dance, let me dance. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, and I'd been doing my own, this is, I love how this has turned into the Dom podcast now. Um, but, you know, this is all part of the conversation. Um, you know, I started doing my own, my own, like, commercialized gigs for, like, corporate events. And I was choreographing, like, big opening addresses and stuff like that um, before I started Pulse. But we didn't have a name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were going by Two Crew for You for a while. But um, didn't really like that. Didn't really sit Impulse well with a me. a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent. And I was like, guys, we need to come up with a name. Like I was begging my, my crew. Cause at the time it was a crew. Um, I was begging my crew and I was like, we need to come up with a name. We were going through all the Latin names. We we're going through all the French names. We were like doing everything. We were like, what is fire in French? And then add a little bit Greek on the end. Like I just couldn't come up with anything. And then, you know, I worked in the clubbing scene, never had gone clubbing heaps, was never a big clubber until I started working at Love Machine and I was addicted. Worked the first night and I was like, bro, I was like, imagine this. Straight in. Yeah, yeah. getting paid <laughs> to party. That's amazing. I can't think of anything better. Um, so then obviously like, you know, I was working every weekend as much as I could, worked New Year's Eve, which was fucking mental. Um, and then, yeah, and then I was I was there and then I I – Reti- retired <laughs> I, I resigned from booths because I knew that it was a conflict of interest and um so I did my I did mm. my last shift which was unfortunately you know one of those nights and then um within the next week I was back at back at Love Machine but in a different spot um and it was my company um and I was literally wearing something from factory so you know it's come a long way and it was such a big, like a big adjustment when we stopped because I was like, oh, fuck, like I've been working so hard and, and working, you know, every day and then weekends and not having a lot of time to actually sit and go, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to clear up this marketing. I need to do this, do this, buy these things. And then all of a sudden I had all this time and I was like, ah, this is my catch up, <clears throat> my catch up and overtake kind of moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, in, in terms yeah, of, sure. you know, pushing myself to where I wanted to be this year, but without the gigs, I think was the main, the main challenge um, for me. I think. I, mm. I don't think I know. <laughs> I say I think, but it's, it's a definite. I know it's like you know, very very gifted with um, the startup that I had because it was so so fast and 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 so you know just I was literally thrown in the deep end in a week's time it was like bizarre and I remember 
I actually remember receiving a phone call. Um, I think it was the Thursday before I went into a meeting with Love Machine and being like, oh, this has just happened. Um, a place is filled up. Do you want me to put your name down? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, you, yes, you do. <laughs> because they were asking they were like you know we want we want some companies give us some names you know obviously they were having meetings with other people at the same time and then I was I just randomly rocked up and I was like you want the job done I'll make the job done for you I guess and somehow sold them on it and then yeah so they were my start and then departed from Love Machine um and then here we are with no one. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's definitely, I'm definitely grateful for, the, for the, the start that they gave me because I definitely would have taken me a lot longer to get where I am if they hadn't have gone, if, yeah. oh, yeah, let's give this mm-hmm. girl a chance, even though she's absolutely mental. Um, she seems <laughs> to know what she's doing. But, you know, it's been a good time, I guess. And ever since then, it's just been roll with the punches and, and get as many things going as we can. So... <laughs> Which is bizarre. It's kind of like what you you did, um, Ryan. At the same thing as yeah, you were producing and stuff like that. But I actually knew nobody. <laughs> yeah. I like kind of just went in there and I was like, look, you know, you probably know me. I worked here for a few a few months, but um, didn't have any comment contacts in the club scene. Didn't know anyone. Wasn't an avid clubber. Like just literally fell in love with it as soon as I started working booths. And I was like, I just want to start dancing. I was like. If no one's going to give me a job, I'm going to make the job and I'm going to make the You're work. You're going to find the job. Exactly. Mm. If so you how, how does it work for, because um, obviously for us, it's a bit different with yeah. like getting gigs and stuff, especially when, like now that we've got our own booking agent, it's a bit different. But yeah, yeah when we when we first started DJing, it's like that promoted DJ kind of thing, like getting to know people and then supporting oh. nightclubs and then eventually getting put on. How does it work for you in terms of getting work? Do you just contact everyone or <laughs> just, do they you know, start coming to you? Stand outside their houses until 2 a.m. in the morning, throwing rocks at their window, you know. Okay, them. Yep. Yeah. No, yep. um, it's kind of like a similar <laughs> thing. Like, you know, you would have experienced, you know, I feel like DJs, um, like freelance DJs and um, companies or even freelance dancers or artists have the same, you know, um, structure of business right you know they are their management team they are their booking team they are the artist <laughs> they yeah. are in control <laughs> of their pay you know all of that you're in control of everything you you are hypothetically the business and you are selling yourself and your talent um so for me it was like you know because I didn't have any contacts and I didn't know anyone um as soon as I started getting those that love machine gig um I was like, you know, I was I was messaging heaps of people. I was trying to be as socially conscious as I could, you know, posting mm. so much, <laughs> um, you know, yep. <laughs> started making promo videos, which then, you know, in turn, everyone else started making promo videos. It was like I just randomly came out of nowhere, released a video, and I was like, oh, by the way, this is my company. And then it started spiraling and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So we started doing bigger productions where – you know, you probably have seen it, like the ones that I've done with Jack, like, you know, they're massive. Like we get cars, yeah. like we oh, get yeah. this whole thing. It's like a whole big production to go, you know, we're a lot more than just two dancers on podiums at a club. You know what I mean? We do a lot more. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
and it kind of gives a bit more of a creative outlet as well but you know just literally like I was just messaging people getting to know people and then you know I'd meet someone new and then you know all of a sudden I was at billboards and I was like oh my god what the fuck's happening and then you know then this happened and then the Georgian Collins and then it was just like it started to kind of the network started to build um and it was just because I literally started throwing myself into places that I had never been before started trying to make like not try to make friends but I started to make friends with people who were like oh actually we really like you um you seem kind of cool um so (laughs) do you want to work for us and you know obviously negotiating rates and and trying to you know value like give them as much value as well as me getting back as much value because obviously running a dance company is, is very expensive um i'm sure yeah i'm sure it yeah you, you guys would have the same thing but without costumes you've got dj decks and and headphones and usbs yeah. i don't even <laughs> want to know how many usbs you go through in a in a week but um you know it's like all all just discussion and just you know the art of sale i guess um mm, yeah. so you've got to be very confident because most times like as a female we're walking into a room of just males on on the board or um which isn't a bad thing like you know no way but you've got to have you've got to hold yourself at a certain level for them to even take you seriously especially me being well at the time I was 20 so I was walking to these rooms mm. as like a fresh 20 year old you know a year out of full-time training not even a year like four months out of full-time training and then being like oh yes you want to hire me because <laughs> um and my dancers yeah. who are also you know young but extremely talented as as you would know um so it's like kind of selling it without having to sell it but you're more selling the fact that you're not inexperienced but very young so yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where where'd you do your training hmm where'd you do your training i love how this has turned into my interview this is like what i <laughs> didn't just, want to happen like i've person. avoided this like everyone was like you should start the episode like the this thing with talking about yourself and i was like i hate talking about myself um well you know i've trained since i was little right you know i hopped out of the womb straight away straight onto the dj deck so i was just like weaker 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 nah um but yeah like pretty much been been training my whole life and then just randomly had this weird switch to contemporary like probably two years before i went into full-time training and then um did two years of contemporary and whilst i was in my final year i was starting to do like corporate events and and commercialized gigs so like that's your like sexy dancing for people who who don't know um and you're like hip-hop and stuff and and then yeah and then I was like you know I I really I really value myself and and my work ethic and my my talent um which is weird because I was always made to think that I couldn't do that um and then I was like fuck it let's do it like if I'm not gonna if people aren't gonna invest time in me to get me work um because I do have an agent but I don't get any work through them I was like, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> I was like, let's do it. So, and I think that's how most things start as well. You know, when you wait for someone to give you, give you the opportunity, it generally ends you waiting in a really, really long time for anything to happen. But as soon as you start to take control mm. of your own life and, and where you want to see yourself and what you want to do and what you want to build, then shit yeah. starts to happen especially a lot faster. When you, especially when you're first starting to. Oh, a hundred percent. And like, that's the hardest thing like I'm you know we're still both like a year to two years in 
you know what I mean? Like it's like we're super fresh, but, you know, when you look at anyone else in the industry in their first year to two years, kind of sits in the same bracket, you know what I mean? Like those people who were starting, just starting five years ago are now like the industry leaders or 10 years ago are now like, you know, the industry industry pros. So like, you know, imagine all of us collectively, like you, me, Jack, <laughs> in 10 years' time, yeah, you know, essentially the idea could be <laughs> that we're running the scene, <laughs> which yeah. I, don't why, I don't know why anyone would let us do that. But um, No, out of control. <laughs> it, oh, honestly, it'd be insane. We'd just be like fire everywhere. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, it's good to see, especially in DJing at the moment, it's kind of like a lot of the people that we kind of came up with are the ones who are starting to run the events and ones who are starting to get into other things and higher up positions, which is, it's kind of cool seeing all your friends do well. Yeah, I agree. It's like, and also reminding yourself that your peers, so, you know, myself, you, Jack, Jackson, you know, they all, we all sit on the same level. And then, you know, as we go through the years, like we start to build and expand and then you start to see, oh, this is how they got where they got. Like, it's not like it just happened Mm. overnight and then all of a sudden they're running, you know, five clubs in Melbourne. It's like, you know, they started where we started and then now they are where they are, which is mental to even think about, you know. You forget about it. You think it just happens overnight, but it doesn't. Um, Yeah, and seeing seeing your friends take chances and seeing, yeah, other people that we came up with, seeing where they can go is kind of like, good motivation to be like, oh, you know, I can do that too. Mm. And it's rewarding as well. Yeah. Like it kind of Absolutely. hits differently when you see your friends and and peers succeeding, you know, um, as much as, you know, it's pretty competitive in Melbourne at the moment. It's still really lovely to see like people being successful, like um, and just even the connections that they start to build and then all of a sudden they go into the Gold Coast on the schoolies tour and then, you know, they're in Adelaide, like, you know, Spice was saying that he was meant to be in Adelaide this weekend for the last leg of his tour, like, and that's just, like, bizarre to me. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, like, there was actually so much that was meant to happen this year and people were meant to be succeeding so well and so fast and none of it happened, which is really sad. But um, but it's really fun, you know. That's definitely what, like, it kind of gives me a different hit of endorphins when you know i see other people succeed i'm like oh yes <laughs> yeah oh absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah scrolling through facebook i'd much rather see other people doing well than some of the shit that you see now oh yeah oh 100 couldn't agree more there's <laughs> not like i just can't i facebook is a war zone for me i can't scroll through any of it because it's just like everyone's got so many different um opinions at the moment which are completely valid and that's fine i just um the amount of time that's getting invested into it i'm like guys you could be doing so so much more and and something else um and and planning your next big move you know what i mean it's like you know i'm already like i was thinking about 2021 in august like i was already planning for what i want to be doing and and all this other stuff and and 2020 is not even over and we don't even know when 2020 is going to be over at this point but (laughs) you know as my motivation app has just told me be patient good things will come so you know (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but it's been it's been one of those years i guess but you know love's a good challenge we do 
Mm. <laughs> Pat's just been sitting here this whole conversation just <laughs> just listening. <laughs> He's like, yeah, just can't wait to sink some fucking Red Bull vodkas at billboards again, boys. <laughs> you sound like you're in bed. No, nah, I'm in my I'm in my room. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm in bed. Um but yeah, I don't really know if there's anything else that I, I, I had pressing on my mind that I wanted to, you know question you about i think we pretty much answered it all pretty fast because ryan you're you're a talker like i am it's like you just answer them as they come um yeah don't muck around yeah and i'm not gonna ask jackson's questions because they all revolved around him sorry jackson (laughs) because i know you'll listen to this um but yeah have you thought about any you know massive kind of i mean the djs have websites i guess you would because you have jump now but have you ever thought about like having yeah. your own you know independent website or you know selling merch is any of that on the cards people might want a sticker <laughs> um, yeah we've, we've got we've got our um website on yeah on the jump website we don't have our own one yeah um which kind of has enough information about us yeah. um, <laughs> i think once we've like built up our brand a bit more that's when we'll start thinking of making a website and selling merch and all that yeah, that would be mad. That would be pretty insane. It's like a completely different different level, you know, and then you can hold your own little, like, tricky day parties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, already making plans for you, and it's not even my, my DJ duo. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty insane. But, I actually, I really, really can't wait to get back to, you know, doing doing everything that we love to do in the night scene as much as it's hard work. It's definitely well worth it, worth it. And it seems like it's going to be an insane summer. So if we get back to the clubs, boys, I think we're going to be busy. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully we've been doing enough in the, in the lockdown to make sure that we don't have to go back into one by summer. Yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. That's another, you know, another challenge is, I'm dealing with a massive project at the moment. That's, you know, we're meant to film, straight out of lockdown so you know whether it's the 16th of october or the 26th um pretty much those first two weeks out where we're filming every day um to release a new virtual live streaming event it's called project x from now um and yeah like just even like being like okay we're almost there we're almost there getting six weeks in preparing for a week of filming like we're meant to be filming two weeks just passed um and then obviously we went back into stage four we well we never came back out of it um was really hard and thinking like you know it's always in the back of your mind you're like oh fuck what are we gonna what if we go back in you know what i mean and you're like oh my god Mm. like i don't know if i can handle another really this is the last one Yeah, yeah literally but you know i think um motivations are high and you know, everything's looking really positive at the moment. So hopefully we can get out, film, kill the game and surprise everyone this with this mental event that we've got planned, which is going to be pretty off its chops, I would say, just to kind of sneak that, that in there. Is that just with you guys or is that with um, someone else? That is with, so we've got three three major brands collaborating on, this project project x (laughs) it sounds so ominous but um yeah there's three of us so it's faces of 
um, Fragment yeah. Media and myself. Um, so yeah. the level of it is pretty insane. You know, we're having one to two meetings a week at this point and we're not even, you know, out of lockdown yet. Um, it's unlike anything anyone's seen before and I can I definitely can't say a lot, but it's it's insane. Like it's gonna be pretty mental. Unreal. Yeah. It's mm. um it's gonna be pretty bizarre. Like, you know, I had this moment the other day where I was rewatching videos. You would have seen it because I tagged you in it, but rewatching videos from the beef the beach cliff where we did our live stream yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember having this moment where I turned around and just looked at the water and I was like, wow. And I just got goosebumps straight away when I watched that video and just reminded me of that moment. And I think that's going to be mm. a very similar thing with this live stream is where you just like kind of look at your surroundings and you're like, this is, this is fucked. Like <laughs> we're doing this and we're pulling this off. This yeah. is insane. Um, and I think um, come across that way when people watch it as well. Mm. It should be really such an underutilized art medium, like the live stream, which oh, I kind of guess has been a yeah. kind of positive of this. Like a lot of the ones that Untitled have done, mm. um, I'm not sure if you've watched them, have been insane. Yeah, and they've been mental. The Tomorrow, Tomorrowland did a did a big one yeah. as well, which was also which was just one, such yeah. a yeah, it's such a it's a shame that Facebook's kind of canned it because. Though it's just, so many good things have come out of oh, it. Oh, 100%. And it's given, like, for me, like, and, and I don't know how about you guys, but, you know, when we first did that that virtual live stream at the beach, like, that gave me so much hope for, you know, the year, really. Like, I was like, damn, okay, we're doing this. You know, and obviously at you guys... At least these sort of things can keep going. Yeah, and you guys have been doing, you know, obviously your DJ streams with clubs and stuff, but the dancers weren't really incorporated. And then as soon as Jack and I did that massive stream and then you guys were involved and all the other DJs that were involved that day, it started to be like, oh, let's do this. Like let's let's try and one-up ourselves every time we do these yeah. streams um, and start pulling something new out of the bag. And then it kind of, in my head, became a bit of a competition to be like, how can we wow these who can do the best one (laughs) well not even the best one it was just like how can i keep outdoing myself you know like that first stream Mm. we did fire (laughs) and not much can you know outdo fire so it was like how can we level that up and then the next stream after that was at docklands and it was like we had five girls dancing at one time and and jack was loving it he was surrounded by all the girls it was it was great um (laughs) (laughs) and then obviously like we started to actually do them in in venues again um and kind of have a bit more of a strategic layout for them and and really impressing lighting rigs and all this other stuff and then we kind of stopped for a little bit with my own personal ones and then vendetta came around and i was like oh let's do another one and let's make it insane um, and that's another yeah. another plug for <laughs> something else that I've been working on. And then obviously we went into lockdown, so I had to put a halt on that. But that is still happening. But I just don't know how well it's going to do now that they've canned Facebook live streams. Um, so a bit disappointed about that one, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, yeah, it's just a shame because, like I said before, so so many good things have come out of yeah, it. Yeah, and so many good. You can friends. reach so many more people, and Instagram just doesn't give you 
the same ability, if that makes sense. Like it doesn't have the same quality and and clarity, I guess. You know, you can't pre pre fit like pre premiere a video on onto yeah. like IG live and but I mean like Twitch and stuff like that, they're they're getting bigger now, but I just don't know yeah, how well as, as long as people start moving across. I think people will, but I just it's hard yeah, to kind of tell, yeah. you know what I mean? Because at the moment no one's doing them <laughs> unless they're doing them at, at yeah. their house. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but we'll just have to wait and see. But um, we were predicting Vendetta to be the next big one. Um, next big one. Mm. I hope so. Because we had, um, what was it? The boys from CQ all performing live. Um, Christian was DJing. Then we had, what did we have? We had three separate DJs, um, about four live hip-hop artists performing and then as well as the dancers (laughs) so yeah so it was gonna be it was gonna be big like it was very big um and coordinating that obviously with the the um the COVID restrictions it was like I had a timetable for everyone to arrive and leave so that the next person could arrive and leave and it was just insane so when we get to do that again it's gonna be a fucking movie I hope so um and if it's not I'm going to be very sad, but not much we can do about that. So, yeah. I'm just literally just thinking about it now. I'm like, hmm. Got the, got the gears, gears working in your head. I'm <laughs> just thinking just about reminiscing, it. reminiscing, to be honest. <laughs> Trying not to have a little bit of a teary moment, but yeah. So I think, you know, unless you guys have anything else you want to say and um, promote, I think we're kind of done skis. It's been a bit of a conversation, hasn't it? It's been, we've gone through multiple things. You've turned it back on me, which was a surprise. <laughs> um, but I will thank you so much for coming and like, well, not coming, but sitting down and taking the time out of your Sunday, which no one's doing anything, but just to, you know, talk to me and hopefully give people a little bit more of a insight into obviously, you know, you guys and, and how everything's going with you and obviously your trajectory is going to be really fun to watch and I'm very interested to see how far you can push it. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you so much for having us on. If we all end up in Europe in two years' time, I'm going to be very happy. So, (laughs) hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. But, yeah, so thank you so much. I love to to be Dallin. This was a bit of a change from what I thought it was going to be, but that's the beauty of having something that's just pretty casual in its you know, form, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll probably end, Thank you. I'll probably end that there. Thank you for having us on. <laughs> you are very welcome. Well, that is all from us today at Secure the Bag. Thank you so much for tuning in to our second ever episode. Next week, I'll be sitting down with Molly, an independent singer-songwriter from Melbourne also, and we'll be talking about her journey through her independent singing. Uh, That's all from me, guys. So I'll see you on the next episode.